A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. You know, it's a wonderful thing when the light dawns on a non-Christian that Christianity is not about what we do for God, but rather what God has done for us. The whole of Christianity is centered on the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it teaches that the Lord Jesus Christ, when he took up human flesh and died on a cross, he died on that cross to satisfy and please his Father by, in that death, taking responsibility for the sins of those his Father had chosen before the creation of the world and had given to him. And the Lord Jesus Christ, in dying on the cross, therefore satisfied God's righteous judgment on those sins. He paid the penalty of those sins. He took upon himself God's wrath on those sins. And in paying for them, he dealt with them. He wiped them clean. He cleansed his people from their sins. And at the same time, on the cross, he accounted to those people his perfect righteousness. That's the wonderful news of the gospel. And God promises that whoever will come to the Lord Jesus Christ will have their sins forgiven if they put their trust in him. Engagement with this wonderful gospel truth is through faith, not by works. It's not about what we do for God. It's what he has done to us. But it comes to us in faith. Actually, the Bible teaches us that that faith is itself a gift of God. But the real question the Bible often addresses is what is it that constitutes real faith, saving faith, effective faith? And it's faith that lives out what it believes and so proves itself to be genuine. We're not saved by the living out of that faith, but the living out of that faith shows that that faith that saves is a real and saving faith. And perseverance is therefore very important to Christians. It's what proves a Christian's faith to be real. And it's Peter's dying wish that he should, uh, that his people, the church of that time, and God the Holy Spirit speaking through Peter, speaking to us, the church of this time, and whoever comes after, is that our faith should be proved real. Welcome to A Word for Today. It's Monday the 1st of March, and I'm going to read just the opening phrase of 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 14. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these. So Peter is writing to his beloved church, and he is referring back to what we looked at in the previous section, which is the day of the Lord and the new creation. He's saying, since you, beloved church, are expecting and living in the light of what is to come, the day of the Lord and then the new creation. What is going to follow is how the faith that the Christian has should be proved, how we should ensure that we are indeed on track to heaven. He's saying, since this is indeed your desired destination, the new creation, here are my instructions to prove that the faith that will get you there through entirely the work of God is actually a saving faith. And here is my summary of how to get safely home to heaven, how to prove that your faith is real. I'm now going to read uh, that passage from verse 14 to the end of the chapter. Therefore, beloved, 
Since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace. And count the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you, according to the wisdom given him, as he does in all his letters when he speaks in them of these matters. There are some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction, as they do the other scriptures. You, therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Peter here is summarizing everything he's covered in his letter to us. And it's captured in that command that uh, begins verse 18. The command to grow. It is indeed an imperative. But grow are the first two words of verse 18. The word but, of course, refers back to the alternative to growth, which is at the end of verse 17, which is Peter's fear that his people would lose their own stability. Now, what does he mean by lose your own stability, as at the end of verse 17 says? Well, it means perhaps more than it does at first sight. It doesn't mean just that you will have an unstable life, a life that doesn't work very well. No, it's much more serious than that. Look back to verse 16, where Peter says, which the ignorant and unstable, he's referring there to the scriptures, twist to their own destruction. You see, the unstable, or the insincere would be another word, are those who are deliberately ignorant. They deliberately overlook truth, and it leads them to destruction. So to lose your stability is, if the context of verse 16 means anything, to go to destruction. So Peter isn't presenting the command to grow as an optional extra for keen Christians. No, he is presenting it as the alternative to ruin. He is saying this is the only way that you can keep going to the end and prove yourself to have been saved by God through faith. He's saying growing is the essential, non-negotiable characteristic of the true Christian believer. But growing in what? Well, verse 18 says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Saviour. Jesus Christ. That's referring, of course, grace is the great undeserved gift of God to the unworthy, undeserving people that he has chosen of the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the growth that Peter is talking about is not a growth in intellectual knowledge or scholarship of the Bible. It's not a growth in a career path, in ecclesiastical um, Uh, positions of authority. It's not positions of respect within the church. It's growing in the gospel, the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So Peter's great command is grow, grow in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he sets out in this passage that we'll be considering over the next three days, uh, three components to growth. And the first component is enlarge your heart. That's really covered in verse 1 where he says in the second phrase, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish. 
That's referring back to the uh, chapter 1, uh, verses 5 to 7, where Peter listed the seven qualities of Christian character that should be assiduously sought out and lived in the lives of Christians. He's not saying that uh, this is how we um, achieve salvation by works. None of the Bible says that. But what he is saying is these qualities of character will prove that your faith is something that is real. It's not just something that's assumed. It's something that comes from the inside. And you'll remember those wonderful seven qualities that he set out in chapter 1. Virtue, that's the commitment to God's moral perfection as a guiding principle. Knowledge, that's commitment to knowing God's guidance from his word. Self-control, the subjugation of self. Steadfastness, that's patient endurance in the face of adversity. Godliness, that's living for the gospel. That's commitment to the every member making disciple mem disciple makers commission of the risen Lord Jesus Christ. That's what Lionstown is committed to. Every member making disciple makers. It's brotherly affection. That's affection towards the church, seeing the church for what it is, something infinitely precious and to be respected and cared for in every possible way. And then the crowning characteristic of God-likeness, which is love. And so what Peter is saying is that the key to proving your faith real, to ensuring you stay on track to heaven, is spiritual growth, gospel growth, growing in the gospel. And the first component of that is having an enlarged heart. Because, of course, our hearts are the way in. Our hearts are the means of engagement with the truth about God. And so our hearts have to be right. You know, in part two of Pilgrim's Progress, there's a great character there called Greatheart. And he is the one who leads the way of the lovely group headed by Christiana, the late Christian's wife, on her pilgrimage with her children and uh, one female companion. And Greatheart, it leads the way because it just shows, Bunyan is teaching us there, I think, that what Peter is saying here is true, that we need a great heart to start. Now, that great heart, of course, can only be created by the Word of God, and that's what we'll come back to tomorrow. Loving Heavenly Father, thank you for this vital dying wish that uh, you inspired Peter to give to the church of his time and to give to us in the here and now, that we should prove our faith real by spiritual growth, by growing in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Please, Father, would you help us to understand what this means? Please, would we be those who deliberately are diligent to enlarge our hearts? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.